0: Hello there, welcome to Bizarre Tales. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving on to our third county. Now, we have had a bit of feedback from some of you guys, which is fantastic. And the more feedback we get in regards to these these particular episodes is always good. So any more feedback that you want to throw our way, please feel free because we always enjoy listening to it or reading it depending on how you send us the feedback. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about the only city in the UK that is also a county. So we do have a few counties in the UK, sorry, in England that have the name of the city in them. For example, London is Greater London and Manchester is Greater Manchester but the county of Bristol is very unique Bristol is the name of a city and the county of Bristol is essentially Bristol and surrounding suburbs and it is not part of its own county it is its own county Bristol is very very unique in that, in that sense now the advantage with doing Bristol it is quite a nice area but it is very, very small. So you would think that with it being a small county, that ghost stories would probably not be very common. Bristol is an extremely old city and is famous for smuggling, piracy, and slavery. So there has a very, very dark history to Bristol as well. Now, Bristol in particular ...is what we call a ceremonial county, okay? It is situated on the River Avon... ...and it borders other counties... ...it borders two other counties, sorry... ...which are Gloucestershire and Somerset, okay? So it is right on the coast and it only has two counties... ...that border it, one north and one south. Bristol is the most populous city... Or the most populated city in southwest England and Bristol is the 11th most popular urban area in the United Kingdom. It is steeped in history. Okay, Bristol was the starting place for early voyages of exploration to the New World. Um, a ship out of Bristol in 1497 became the first European to land on North. Mainland America uh, in nineteen. Sorry, I keep saying in nineteen. In fourteen ninety nine, William Weston, a Bristol merchant, was the first Englishman to lead an exploration to North America. At the height of the Bristol slave trade, from seventeen hundred to eighteen o seven, more than two thousand slave ships carried an estimated half a million people from Africa to the Americas. So, like I said, Bristol does have quite a dark history, um, or at least a checkered past. It is a town that was built on the slave trade. It was built with that money that it created from the slave trade. And being a seaside or a port town, it was very easy to, to access the slave trade route. Now, the first place we're going to talk about in Bristol is a place called the Old Vic. Okay. Now, the Bristol Old Vic is one of the oldest continually operating theatres in the world. This historic theatre has had different faces and names throughout its history and has been known at different times as King Street Theatre, the Bristol Theatre and the Theatre Royal. It has very interesting stories as well. Now, the construction of the Bristol Vic began in November 1764 and was completed two years later in 1766. The structure was funded by 50 local citizens who were rewarded with a silver ticket that granted them the right to see all performances in the theatre for the rest of their lives for free. The theatre opened its doors to the public in May 1766, but it had some issues. First things first, to minimise public attention, it did not have any doors to open, and instead, people had to knock. Now, this is uh, a bit strange, but this is how it worked. Secondly, it was hidden from public view, simply because it lacked the required royal patent for public performance of plays, and hence any production had to be disguised as a concert, not a play. Now, in 1977, the haunted Old Bristol Vic was rewarded a royal patent and reopened on November 30th, 1778, sorry I said 19 again, as the Royal Theatre as a legal playhouse, actors could freely perform without any fear of arrest. Now that sounds really strange, but in the 1700s if you were an actor and you were playing a role at a non-royal performance hall uh, you could be arrested which is a very very strange thing indeed. There was no amateur drama Uh, In the 1980s, the theatre was famous for its artistic work, but unfortunately it failed financially and was threatened to be closed. In 2007, the public concern for the survival of the theatre led to the formation of a new board of trustees which oversaw an extensive £19.26 million redevelopment. And here we are today. So there's a bit of background on the theatre. Why is it haunted? It is known as the Haunted Old Vic. It's linked to lots of paranormal activities such as unexplained smells, sudden cold spots and the feelings of people walking behind you. There are said to be at least three ghosts haunting the Bristol Old Vic. One of the most beautiful theatres in England is haunted by a lady in black, who is believed to be Sarah Macready. Originally an actress, Sarah fell in love with William Charles Macready, who once ran the Bristol Old Vic. And as fate would have it, they got married. When William died, Sarah became a pillar of the theatre, and kept it going through difficult times, to the extent of paying actors from her own pocket. It is now said to be common to see her ghost keeping an eye on the theatre to make sure that it doesn't suffer from bankruptcy. An architect by the name of Andrzej Bolenski said that Sarah's ghost appeared to him as he climbed the back stairs one afternoon. She wore a white, long dress with black hair and a pretty face. As soon as he tried talking to her, she vanished. In the 1980s, a patrol guard smelled a strong perfume in the air and shortly after, an Alsatian dog started barking beside him. Also the guard heard a woman's voice telling him to get out. He also felt her breath on his face. Sarah was an incredible lady who worked in the Bristol Vic seven days a week and her ghost shows that she holds the theatre dearly in her heart and wants nothing for it but the best. But Sarah McCready is not the only haunting in the Bristol Old Vic. It is believed to be haunted by yet another actress with the name of Sarah. Sarah Siddons, according to research, uh, her ghost resides in the Old Vic. Now, Siddons' boyfriend apparently hung himself in the Bristol Old Vic, and therefore her ghost is still there mourning his death. The theatre is also believed to be haunted by a spirit of a young man named Richard who died in an accident in the line of duty in the theatre. He is said to turn lights on and off and move items backstage. The Grade 1 Listed Vic is the oldest theatre that is continuously operational in the UK. The theatre has a strong spirit of people who pass through it, and most importantly, it has some eerie secrets to spill. The next place we're going to talk about is the Dower House, Stoke Park. Now, anyone travelling the M32 in Bristol will have noticed the Dower House at Stoke Park. Its tall walls and peculiar yellow facade looming over the motorway, looking a bit like the hotel in The Shining. Its unmistakable presence never fails to evoke the sense of mystery and what is going on in this house. The name is a clue to the strange building's history, the dower house traditionally means home of a wealthy widow, once belonging to the family of the Dukes of Beaufort. There stands an obelisk in monument to one of the Duke's 17-year-old daughters, Elizabeth Somerset, who died in 1760 when she fell from her horse in the house grounds, breaking her neck. To this day, many visitors report hearing the sounds of hooves approaching when walking in the estate, which might not be too troubling if it wasn't for the fact that no horses have been allowed in Stoke Park for hundreds of years. Some even claim to have crossed paths with the wandering figure of a ghostly young girl if this isn't spooky enough throughout the 20th century the property was used as a mental hospital though the institution closed its doors in 1988 and the building has since been converted into 12 flats who wouldn't want to live in a house that's been both haunted and right next to a motorway The next place we're talking about in Bristol is a cinema very similar to the cinema we heard in the Bedfordshire episode. This is an Odeon cinema on Union Street and is one of the most famous haunted haunted cinemas in the UK. Hauntings and old things often go hand in hand. So why don't we talk about Bristol's oldest unsolved murder in Bristol's oldest cinema serving up a healthy dollop of local legacy here the local legend during a 1946 screening of Rudyard Kipling The Light That Failed five gunshots rang out in the theatre three of the Union Street Odeon No heads turned and nobody in the audience was alarmed. They believed the shots were part of the film. But later, the cinema manager, Robert Parrington Jackson, was found dead lying on the floor of his office with a gunshot wound to his head and no weapon in sight. The shots in the film had disguised the sound of the real murder. The scene could have looked like an attempted robbery, though nothing had been stolen from the victim or even touched. The keys to the office safe, into which the cinema manager had recently deposited his life savings, were still in his pocket. Speculations were wild and police followed leads to a suspected jealous lover but the case remains cold nearly 50 years later. When a son of a man known as William, or Billy the Fish Fisher, turned up at the Cardiff police station in a state of distress with a report of his father's deathbed confession, Billy the Fish, a petty thief from Wales, had admitted to the killing of Robert Parrington Jackson But the case remains officially unsolved and the ghost of Mr. Jackson is said to haunt the cinema. Although very strangely, he only appears to women. Maybe it was because he died during a romantic film. We will never know what happened that night, but what we do know is the Odeon on Union Street is definitely not somewhere you would like to be alone. Lifton Suspension Bridge Now this is a strange one, we're talking about a bridge. Many people know this famous landmark was designed by one of Bristol's best known historical figures, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Fewer know, however, that the engineer never lived to see the completion of his most famous and grand project. His distinctive top-hatted figure is said to walk the nearby paths of Lee Woods and stand at a viewpoint over the gorge as if overseeing the construction of this impressive suspension bridge. And if that wasn't enough to make the list over the years, the bridge has been a city hotspot for suicides sadly many have chosen to end their lives by jumping from the towering bridge into the shallow river valley that runs beneath the gorge because of this there are signs up around the bridge urging those in distress to call charities such as the samaritans for help before making that irreversible leap to their doom on more than a few occasions People from Bristol travelling across the bridge have reported seeing glimpses of dark silhouettes near that fateful drop and the ghost of a young man dressed in modern clothing has been seen many times hurrying through Lee Woods in the direction of the bridge potentially to save someone's life. Now Bristol being a port town or a dock town where would this be without talking about Bristol Docks? Another one of Isambard Brunel's projects this well-known tourist attraction is said to be riddled with ghosts. This is the SS Great Britain which is moored at Bristol Docks. Perhaps the most popular of all these spirits is captain john gray legend has it that he committed suicide by leaping from his cabin window and his hobnail boots can still sometimes be heard scraping and banging on the wooden floors as he stomps up and down the decks from its grand beginnings the ship has a varied history steering off course Not long after its launch in 1843, the boat became stranded and was abandoned by its crew. Due to the massive cost of building and maintaining the spectacular vessel, this maritime misfortune puts its owners out of business. It was later recovered and travelled the world on all kinds of different jobs and journeys, from Britain to New York to the Falkland Islands, and as far as Alaska and Australia, picking up spooky stories on the way. Now moored for good, at the same Bristol dock where it was first built, the boat receives 150,000 visitors a year, some of whom are lucky enough to meet its ghostly inhabitants. Sightings include a sailor who is rumoured to have fatally fallen from the rigging in the boat's working days, and Mrs. Cohen, a young bride who died on board the ship, just weeks after her wedding. In 2005, a whole group of workers claimed to have seen a mysterious woman walking the promenade deck, just a few days before the ship's public relaunch. The presence of these spirits are so strong that Most Haunted said this ship is one of the top five most haunted places they have ever been. Now, I'm going to just interject a little bit here because I think when we're talking about Most Haunted, most of us know that realistically they're not really worth the, <laughs> the TV that they're written on, but the fact that they uh, have come out and said it's one of the top five places they've ever been um i believe that's uh, that's got to be some some something quite important like i said with most haunted i tend to take what they say with a pinch of salt um so i just thought i'd interject that well the next place we're going to visit is a pub now pubs tend to be you know, quite uh, quite famous for, for ghost stories. And this one is called the Chlandolger Trowel. Okay, or the Chlandodger Trow Um it's Welsh. Bristol borders Wales for those of you who don't know. Um so that's why uh, it's is which is LL it's a strange name. Um but then the Welsh have a strange accent. This pub is named after another boat. This 17th century drinking den, which has been called Bristol's oldest pub, has no less than 15 ghosts. And if that isn't impressive enough, the pub's pirating past is said to have inspired two classic adventure novels. They are Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island and Daniel Defoe's Robinson Crusoe. More recently, its supernatural intrigue has bought The Old Tavern TV fame when it appeared on Sky's Most Haunted Live back in 2007, who made the claim that there are more than 15 ghosts in the premises. Little documentation is available about these characters, though better known is the ghost of Little Pierre, a young boy with an injured leg, who can be heard limping noisily up the stairs to the rooms above the pub. So famous is the Chlondogheer Trow for its hauntings that many attempts have been made to catch Pierre in the act, and regular ghost hunters travel from far and wide with all kinds of monitoring equipment. Surprisingly some of these attempts have been successful. There supposedly exists video evidence of the sound of the footsteps of poor little Pierre dragging his damaged limb up the floor. Other ghostly figures have actually been spotted on CCTV and caught physically by the staff. Late one night, two figures were spotted in the Jacobine room at the front of the pub. Staff went to ask them to move on to find that the figures had vanished. Another one of Bristol's oldest buildings is that of the Arnos Manor Hotel. The Arnos Manor Hotel was originally a large private home complete with its own chapel that was run by nuns from a local school. Legend has it that one of the nuns fell pregnant and took her own life, and the other nuns bricked her up in a wall to try and keep the scandal under wraps. The hotel was damaged by a bomb during the Second World War and when repair works got underway, the nun's skeleton was reportedly discovered and removed by workmen. There have been multiple reports of a figure in brown at the hotel, and some people have said to have heard a soft female voice weeping and crying and calling them by name. Most of the activity has been reported in room 160. (coughs) Just down the road is Arnos Vale Cemetery. Two female figures supposedly haunt the cemetery, and many people who have visited report feeling an overwhelming sense of sadness. A black female figure is said to have been spotted crying over the death of her husband who was killed in World War I. Another female figure has been reported at the cemetery crying and panicked after supposedly being buried alive. So these are some of the stories from Bristol. For those of you who don't know, Bristol is a very, very haunted city. If you haven't worked that out already. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Next week we have got the county of Buckinghamshire. Now with this county there will be our first listener story to add these so for those of you who are interested and do know of some stories in your area you need to get them out to us we can put your stories into this podcast now next week we are like i said we're covering buckinghamshire now the stories will be coming from a pub now this is a pub that i actually know very very well Um, it was my auntie and uncle's pub they used to work and own this pub so there are stories that come out of this so I do know the listeners um, so they are coming from, from family members but had I not have known this pub this pub would not be covered in the Buckinghamshire episode so for those of you who do know some stories They don't have to be the most famous ones in your town. Any stories that you know can come onto the episode. We will get through all of the counties. I know there's a lot, guys, and I know especially the ones of you who are there going, well, I live in West Sussex or I live in Yorkshire. You know you're going to be waiting a little bit so i understand that you might not want to get those episodes or get those things in now but if you do get them in as soon as possible to us we can get them prepared and we can get people ready you know the more we get in the more chance we're going to get more now, i know it sounds really silly but the fact that i'm telling you guys now that we have a listener coming onto the show i would suggest that we will probably find That there will be a response to this and we'll get a couple more people just sending in their clips or their voice clips of certain hauntings that have happened in their village or at a building that they know. So the more people that do it, the more likely more people are going to do it. And we want this podcast to be inclusive of everyone. We want you all to get involved, um, even if you're not from England. You know, maybe you've visited England and you know a story or you've been on a ghost tour you know they're ghost tours all over the all over england bristol for example has its own ghost tour london has its own ghost tour yorkshire uh, york the city of york has its own ghost tour maybe you know a story that you've heard passed down through generations anything that you know can always go on to our show we want this to be inclusive for everybody so i hope you have enjoyed this episode i know you've probably noticed the absence of lee this week Um that is because i am working in a different area to him and unfortunately he is not able to get to his microphone this week so you have to deal with my silky tones and not his annoying northern voice um so i'm not going to apologize that you've had to listen to my voice because let's be honest guys it's a lot more appealing, isn't it? And you can all you can all agree with me. And just just put a little note on the group if you're on the Facebook group. Just say yeah, Dan Dan does sound a little bit better. We can't always understand you because I like to have little digs because he's a northerner. Um, uh, this is a little north south divide that does exist in this country that people don't know too much about. Um, but that is a few stories from Bristol. For those of you who want to hear a little bit more about Bristol you will have to join our Patreon because there will be a handful of extra uh, stories going on to the Patreon episode. So this is going to happen with every single county, by the way, guys. Every county that we do, you'll get a 20-minute to half an hour episode. um, And the last 10 or 15 minutes, which are normally smaller stories, um, but quite a lot of them in quick succession they will be going onto patreon so if you are really really enjoying these hauntings getting yourselves onto patreon is the best way to to deal with that you can get on there you can listen to those extra stories and also it puts a little bit of money into our pocket and makes us so happy the more patreon members we get the 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 happier we are um we have had a new patreon member unfortunately lee does own that account um so I don't know the name of of said person. I know someone. He's told me someone has signed up. So we will give you guys a shout out next week. Um, so just be aware. You know, we always give like to give a little shout out to everyone who joins us on Patreon. We do have Apple subscription that does exactly the same as Patreon, but it's for those of you who are on Apple. The only downside to that is we don't know who's on Apple subscription. It doesn't tell us. So if you are on Apple subscription and you have joined on there. Just drop us a message. Drop us a message on the Facebook group. You can find me. You can find Lee. um, Failing that. Supernaturalpod at gmail.com. You can just drop us an email and just say, I'm one of your Apple subscriptions. We'll send you a nice message back and we'll give you a little shout out on the group. So, thank you very much for listening, guys. And uh, we shall see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back.